Previously on that Cthulhu John. I open the passenger side and put the seat forward. I say, uh, Higfrit, I believe. Uh, I start grabbing him and dragging him out of the vehicle. As you're dragging him, the coats that he's wearing start to comes off. When that first layer comes off, something falls out of his pocket. And it gives almost a rainbow glisten. All right, so I'll lay on the ground and I'll scoop it up. You start to get dizzy and you start hearing weird voices in your head. Then you clearly hear someone say, Who is this? Where did Hickford go? Let's trace it. Where could it be? Drop it. I'm gonna run down the street and throw it in the sewer. I think he's just dormant from the cold. Snakes don't like the cold. Do you want him awake? I don't know if we want him awake just yet. If we can keep him like this, I mean, I don't know if he's gonna die. Raquel is really the only other person we can trust. If you're planning on interrogating him, you'll have to get him warm. Raquel wants to meet us at the Penn Museum. She said to bring him. If we don't warm him up, he's not just dormant. He's dying. As you close the doors to the car, you start to hear police sirens. Hello, thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 60. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Episode 60, we're getting up there. Chuck. Where we're going, we don't need roads. And Jetty. (laughs) Hi. Hi guys, when we last left off... Detective Luke Thompson and Heather Snakehole were both leaving Lenny's house with the serpent person, Higfrit, tied up and in the back seat of their car. As they were leaving, they started to hear police sirens. Coppers. They were headed to University of Pennsylvania Museum. What do you guys do from here? Thompson, you should turn your heater on your car on. There we go. <laughs> Sounds just like this. Um, I don't full blast it, but I try to warm the car up. It's been running okay. a lot lately, so it should kick right on, I guess, right? Yeah. All warmed yeah. up already. I had an aftermarket auxiliary unit installed, so the heat really kicks. We can't see the cops yet, right? We could just hear them. You can only hear them. All right, let's cruise. I try to, um... Is it a one-way street? Like, uh, am I driving toward uh, the sewer where the opal is or away from said sewer and opal? It's a one-way street. We'll say Heather went the correct way down the street. So I'm driving toward where the opal in the sewer would be? Yes. Okay. How far to the far end of the block behind me from Lenny's house? Is he, like, middle of the blockish? Or Lenny's towards the middle of the block. Walter's yeah. a little bit down the street, almost at the end house. Which direction do I hear the sirens ringing from? Give me a uh, listen roll. Whether or not I back up or go forward is my uh, conundrum. That's a 12. Okay. Thank you, Cthulhu. 
So it it sounds like, let's say the the street runs north and south. It sounds like it's coming from the east. Okay, what about the streets behind or in front of me? Are they one way or are they two ways? Where's the closest way to turn west? All right, if you if you come down Walter Street and then turn left two blocks down. Or the block behind me? Or the block behind you if you want to. You'd have to back up. Right, so I'm, you know, I get in the car, I look in my rear view after mm-hmm. I assess the sound direction. Okay. Do that thing where you put your arm over the passenger seat? Yeah, I throw it in reverse if nobody's coming down the street behind me. All right, throw it in reverse. Are you going quickly or are you trying to take it easy here? I mean, like, I'm not cruising, like, at five miles per hour. Um, you know, kick it up to ten or so. I'm not flying backwards either. Uh, not until I get toward the end, maybe. Still, give me a drive auto roll. Oh, no. I ain't got none of that. 20%. Means he's not a stunt driver, exactly. He's, he's no stunt driver. And a 72 will not do it. Hmm. All right, so, uh, Detective Thompson, you're starting to back up, and then you come dangerously close to scratching up a car. Oh. And you kind of stop, slow down a little bit. Now you are going, like, five miles per hour backwards. Yeah. So you're heading west. You do get back there. And you hear the sirens coming up from the east pretty quick. Yep. I back out and I move. Do I see any lights in the rear view? After you get a few blocks away in your rear view, you do see some lights coming up. Okay. I feel confident enough that I'm not going to get caught yet. Mm-hmm. Although my boss, he might know some things now. Officer on the run. All right. Uh, heading to Penn Museum, I guess. Uh, so yeah, Raquel said we could just go use the basement. I mean, I don't know, but there's not a whole lot of options. I mean, we can't go to your place. We can't go to my place. And she knows more about it than I think either of us do. Well, let's hope that we're not being tracked at this point. How does he look? I adjust the rearview mirror. Does he look, uh... Less dead? About the same amount of dead? Uh, how long more have you been dead? For? No, he doesn't look more dead. Pretty much just took off. Been a few minutes. He starts to... He was in like an almost stiff position before. Gross. It was hard to move him. Hmm, nasty. But now it looks like it's starting to relax. Okay, it's like the blanket's moving where his stomach would be like a little more, like he's breathing... You can see his breathing increase a little okay. bit more. It looks like he's breathing like, rather than like once every 20 seconds, like once every 15. You can just see it starting okay. to speed up a little bit. Not dead yet. I'm not dead. So he starts stirring a little bit. Not saying anything. Okay. When the breathing increases a little bit or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. that's when I'll, I'll dial the heat back a little bit, crack the window. Try to keep him around mm-hmm. there. You're trying to keep a, a decent temperature here, like yeah. a cool temperature, not very cool. cold. Keep yeah. him like yeah. comatose. Just a bit longer. You guys, succeed. let's see if you succeed in that. I'm going to give him a constitution roll. No, you don't have to. I have to. <laughs> um, all right. He did. <laughs> no, he not did. Um... <laughs> No, you guys do a good job of keeping him 
in a comfortable uh, well not comfortable for him but yeah i didn't want that for us yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so he's he looks like he's breathing but doesn't seem to be conscious yet while we're driving i'm going to tell thompson about my dream because i'm still like freaked out about it what was the dream again um yuki was chasing me and then i yeah. fell and then I pulled myself up on a car window, and when I saw the reflection, it was, like, a red-headed dude with, like, translucent eyebrows. Maybe Pete from Pete and Pete. In the, um, <laughs> in the car window? Yeah. And then she stabbed me in the chest. Yeah, her reflection was this dude. Do I recognize the dude? I never you got to not. ask before. Nothing familiar. No, you, what, never, like, you never recognized him. How old did he seem? Oh, he seemed about... 50 years old. Did he look anything like me? Not a damn thing like you at all. Okay, okay. Just seeing if it was my dad. Just seeing if I was seeing my dad. <laughs> Is it my poppy? I don't know much about all this stuff. I would just assume it's just a dream, you know? Probably doesn't mean anything. I'm going through a lot right now. Or somehow Yuki survived and she has a new body that she just grew and that's why it was see-through. So it might not always be a ginger, neither. I just wanted to give you the description of the guy. Like, maybe, I don't know, you're a detective. Maybe it sounds familiar, or you could keep your eye out for anyone that looks like that. Maybe that's one of them. I'll keep an eye on the National Enquirer, I guess. <laughs> I miss National Enquirer, man. They still have them. Bad boy, is still fun. I saw one in a Walmart up what? in, like, Warminster, and I was like, what? what? That's awesome. Where people still believe yeah, these things are great. That Boy Marries Fattest Woman in the World is a real title that I remember being like, can we please get this, Mom? I used to have one. It was pinned up on my wall, but it was an article about a robot that played tennis beating its human opponent yeah, to death with I a racket. <laughs> it was one of those like fucking 1950s like dryer tube armed robots. <laughs> it looks like a water heater kind of thing. They always go bad. And I was like... I was like, how is that thing going to swing a rack? <laughs> it's making me think of that jerky voice. <laughs> All right. Uh, where the fuck were we? <laughs> oh, okay. So you guys arrive at the University of Pennsylvania Museum. There's not many cars or anything around right now. There's plenty of parking. Do we see her? Did she say where she would be? Or her car. Is there a back door? Do you know what her car looks like? I think maybe I since I was think you at do. her house and stuff. I don't know. But when you walk up to it, you see her face through the glass of okay. the front door. Do you want me to run up to her and see if we should come in that door? Sure. I let her out. All right. So she sees you coming and she starts to motion for you to come. Uh, motion okay. quickly. Is she motioning like we should come in with him? She's motioning, like, like, like hurry go. up. Okay. okay, I get out of the car, and I start pulling him out, too. All right, so you pull him out, and she's still motioning for you guys to come, and she opens the front door. Heather, she lets you in right away, or, or are you helping Luke carry the body? I mean, I guess I'm helping so we can move quicker. All right, so you guys are moving a little quicker. You don't have to do any strength rolls or anything like that. I got to move the car. Park somewhere, not like right outside the door. Okay, so after the body's in there, you do that, right? Yeah, I guess I just toss him down. All right. So Higfrit 
is now inside of the building along with Raquel and Heather. Heather, Raquel says to you, said, okay, uh, I could see that he has blankets on him. You guys must have been trying to warm him up. So he's probably going to get more alert here. Uh, we can try to turn down the heat, but it would take forever for the temperature to change. But let's get down to the basement. And as your guys are going down to the basement, she says, I told the security guard that it was okay that if I uh, come in and you know check a couple things out. I am a curator here after all. And she shows you where the basement is. And then you guys head back. Thompson lets himself in again. You guys start to carry Higfrit. Yes. Are there cameras anywhere? Should we be covering? So she says back to you, uh, there are no cameras here. Uh, this museum was built a long time ago, and usually there's just one security guard, but I told them that they could take off for right now, and I would look after it. Good. I hand somebody that shotgun. Hold this. Oh. <laughs> While I'm dragging the body. Raquel goes, uh, okay, as you hand that to her. <laughs> she kind of fumbles with it a little bit. She's like, it's not going to go off or anything, is it? No, it's there. I wouldn't have left anything if there was one in the chamber. I would have uh, ejected that one and okay. left it with the open chamber, like half cocked. So basically you would have to pull it forward to chamber the next one in the tube. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to do the full pump, just that second half. Uh, gotcha. Safety's on. Yeah. All right. So she says, she says, oh, okay. And the safety's uh, on. I think I got it. Just don't jiggle that handle. Right. So she comes back. Two of you carry the stirring body of Skinny Joey slash Higfrit into the basement. She turns on the light down there. And you can see the basement of this old building has a lot of tables in it. And you can see on them a lot of what looks like old relics pottery of some sorts uh, lots of like arrowheads they even have what looks like a mummy there Curse. Curse. <laughs> yeah. i knew <laughs> but you get in there is there uh, something to tie him to uh is there a caged off section or a vault i don't know even just a big pillar anywhere around there i don't want to keep him right here at the bottom of the stairs at least she says well there is the vault but the head curator has the combination of that. Probably has some support pillars in a basement for a place this big. Yeah, there is. They're just really big. Very, very big around. Yeah, very large around. Are there any, like, of those, like, 80s, like, 70s, like, fold-up wheelchairs for handicapped people that were looking at it? No, but there are, there are folding chairs. If we tie them to that, wouldn't it make it more difficult if he can't got up like he'd be still attached to a chair bind his and then feet, tie that and his arms to, to his yeah. back or whatever yeah mm -hmm. we got that it works all right you got all the rope for that um i don't know do we have the rope for that i don't know what we used at lenny's he was tied up in the car uh it's whatever we found i don't know what we found at lenny's but oh you still have some of that you, you can undo it and redo it yeah that works you tie him to one of these folding chairs you see his head start to bob a little bit kind of sway back and forth and he groggily opens his eyes and goes where am i <laughs> fuck face uh, um i pull the gun out of my purse and just hold it with my weird finger just in case okay I stand behind him for the moment 
unseen. Okay. You stand behind him. You see him try to move his arm. I take the shotgun from Raquel. Okay. You take it from her? Or, I mean, I I offer my hand out and nod to the gun. Uh-huh. So she hands you the shotgun? Look, I'm not really... I kind of, in a hushed tone, I whispered to her, uh, I'm not really too sure exactly what they're after and all. I'm, I don't know entirely what to ask him. Uh, if you've gotten any ideas... Okay. Yeah, you and Heather can take the lead. Anything happens, I'll, t- I'll take care of him. She's like, how did you catch him? Uh, well, I, we can cover that later, I guess, but he okay. kind of showed up at my doorstep. She says, well, I guess the important thing is that he's here now, right? I think I could come up with a couple questions for him. And he starts to stir a little bit more, tries to move his arms, and goes, where? Where am I? Wait, what's going on here? I said, just shut up and answer the questions. Might let you slither your way out of here. Who is this? Who are you? You made a big mistake here, buddy. A real big mistake. Is there anything that we could put over his head? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. There's, there's some, uh, like, bags that are there that, you know, have some, some of the... I dump some relics out onto the ground. So no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that burlap sack of Ming vases over there. Yeah. Yeah, if there's, uh, if there's something I could just slip out easy, put it over his head, I'll do All that. Right. Sure. Yeah, you can do that slip a bag over his head that he can't see now. Feels a little better. Uh, couldn't stand looking at him. <laughs> and you hear him go, ah, uh, uh, you're in for a world of shit. You are so fucking dead. I say, uh, well, you're the assistant. I look at you, but I don't say your name. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah, I look at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to ask it what its plan is. What's your plan? Like, why do you want to destroy the planet? Just, you have a place. Just stay there. What are you talking about, destroy the planet? Or take over. Take over the planet? No, no, no. We're just, we're just trying to take over Philadelphia. That's what we do. That's what we do. Me and, me and my dad, you know, we run stuff around here. Hmm. I give him a, a light bop on the back of the head with the the butt of the shotgun. Okay. You know, not uh, not trying to cause damage necessarily, just gain his attention. Yeah. And you hear him go, ah! It was, what the fuck, buddy? Why'd you kill Lenny then? Because that fuck just kept getting in the way. Get in the way of what? Of us running this town. He was a good boy. He did his job. He was he fine. He was a good boy. Your dad loved him. <laughs> he would never do him. We liked him better than you. Ooh. He goes, uh, uh, he's, give me a psychology roll. Okay. <laughs> Three. All right, you can tell it's that extreme. he's... extreme. Yeah, he's stumbling. Ew. He doesn't know exactly what to say or how to react to that. Tell me the truth. I'll make it cold again. He goes, no, no, just don't do that. Put don't you do back that. outside. I swear to fucking God. We can do it. He says, no, 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 no. We'll put our back into it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Anything but that. It's like a living death. We know you're not who you appear to be. Yeah, yeah. You figured it out. Ophidian. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, <laughs> Rogfim, I believe. 
You know a lot. You might know some names, but you don't seem to know mine. That's funny. Did I have that wrong? Yeah. Higfrit. So you call him Higfrit. And he laughs at you a little bit. And he says, you ain't going to get nothing out of me. You can put me out in that cold. I ain't telling you nothing. All right. And I just start pulling at the chair like I'm going to actually put him outside. Okay. You're in the basement. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Maybe. I don't know. He's got a bag on his head, right? He does have a bag on his head. But you. Okay. So you're just going to drag him and pretend like you're putting him outside? Yeah. Like make him scared. Like. Okay. Give me an intimidation roll. I was going to say, I don't think Heather's that intimidating, so that's all she's, that's all she's got. I say, um, the freezer's over that direction. All right, you give a, give an intimidation roll too, Thompson. There's there's probably a fan. You're going to have to need an extreme pass, though. Where's intimidate? going to have to need it. going to have to need. If I roll an 11. The zero came out first, though, and I was so hopeful. 83. 83. What's his his intimidate? Isn't that? 55. 55. It's nowhere close. So you're dragging him. You say the freezer's over there. He starts screaming louder like, Help! Help! Um... He got any gloves or something I put stuff into his... Well, he's got to answer questions. I'll give him another bop. Maybe this one with, like, just a tiny bit of oomph. Like a, oomph a, like a bop with some oomph on top. Okay, you're going to... I'm going to take one hit point away from him then. So, you hit him pretty fucking hard. You know, give him, like, a welt on the back of the head. A little raised bump. And he goes, ah! Watch it, motherfucker! So why are you trying to take over the world? Or destroy human civilization. He says to you, Well, the thing is, human civilization is just a plague on this earth. Fair. You see, we used to live in harmony with the earth. You people are just eating it up like a bunch of locusts. I'd look to uh, Heather or uh, Raquel. Yeah, but you love our culture. You love TV. We know who all of you are. Brightly told us everything. Uh, he says, uh, I don't know who that is. That's a good bluff, though. Yeah. That's a good one. See if I could see if he was lying or if he believed us. Right. Do we think maybe he was lying? You know what? You can try a psychology roll. Sweet. You could do it, Great Cthulhu. Thanks. <laughs> Oh man, we are praying to the- these are officially idols. Oh man. Fifty-six. I have fifty-one. That's only five points. I'll use but five. This, it's just for a regular pass, but it might be worth it. Alright, so you can tell one hundred percent now he does not know who Brightly is. Oh that is dirty trickster. It's well, that's still one hundred percent we know Brightly is not an Ophidian. Yeah. He's not the we know he was a cultist. Isn't there one Ophidian that we don't know who it is? Yeah, but you gotta also consider too the Ophidians don't know who the unknown Ophidian is in his human Jerry. form either, so <laughs> Brad could be thicker than Drill, we know. Drillbith. Yeah. yeah. So 
Drillbith is the one you talk to. That's your buddy, right? No, Rogfim is the buddy. So Drillbith, Drillbith is, is the, the one missing. The missing one. Yeah. We know Igthil is the police commissioner or whatever. Glaxoth is the mayor. Okay. Yeah. Calabal, mayor's homeboy. Yeah, you know. Uh, so wait. Higfrit, I thought, was looked like Joey and Mardok looked like Chucky. Did I get that backwards? Or that's correct? Higfrit okay. looks like Joey. Mardok is Chucky. I look more like Frankie than I do Sammy. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Rockfrim is the one I would have probably tried not to use the name of. <laughs> okay. But, uh... All right, so you guys are pulling him on this chair across the room. He doesn't seem to be too intimidated by you guys. Do you want to push that intimidation roll? I gave him that bop instead of pushing it. Um, I think that might be pushing it, it if you you want to call that. Yeah, but, like, it's a lot. It's a lot for an extreme. Mm. It's a lot. He doesn't doesn't want to... Well... Raquel hasn't asked anything yet. I mean, I don't really... That's true. Maybe we can get some info. She says... She asked them, Why did you pick who you picked to replace? Of course, he says, <laughs> It's pretty easy, hon. It's a trifecta of power, you see. And she goes, oh, Would you care to elaborate? And persuade... Non extreme. Uh, he says, <laughs> I ain't telling you nothing. You guys can do anything you want. The underworld, the police, what, and, and uh, the mayor? Uh, what would the triangle be? Is there, is there like um, one of those like basement utility sinks down there? Yeah. Yeah, a huge one. Can I like fill any kind of like pottery with ice cold water? It would be cold. I mean, it's coming from the outside. It would be pretty cold this water. This time of yeah, year, you can do that. Yeah. cold, yeah. Okay. And pipes underground. Shit. Can I do that? <laughs> Fill it? And sure. then just start, like, pouring it? Are you waterboarding them? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I'll hold the bag back and tight, and I'll hold it in place for you. Hold on. Let me give him a constitution roll here. So you put this with the bag over his head. You start pulling cold water on his face. He's like... This is what they don't show you in the movies. <laughs> Not until at least the 2000s. I don't know. But you can see the uh, the bag is is like wrapped skin tight. You can see like his nose through it. You can see his eye sockets through okay. it. Okay. I was going to do it to his legs first and see if it tortured him enough. I wasn't initially going to waterboard him, but. Oh, I thought you were. I'm going to hold the bag back as I see her filling a pot. Yeah, let's go yeah. for it. I hope, uh, I hope you like a cold bath. <laughs> Have another dip. Right. Uh, if you want to push that intimidation roll, you could get by with a hard pass. I mean, I guess what can I I'm rolling. lose? All we have to lose is everything. It's a regular pass, unfortunately. Mm. Jenny? Me roll? Oh, Suddenly, God. Thompson's song changes to No More Mr. Nice Guy. You're not the most intimidating person, are you? It's, I mean, of her. She can be mean when she needs to be. No. 61. Okay. So, both failed a pushed roll. 
you blocked us that way, though. So you're holding <laughs> this thing over its face. As he's gagging and choking, you feel the cloth start to move under your hands as you're holding it tightly to his face. You can feel the cloth moving now. Is he getting all swimmy? All right, I release uh, the restraining, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not holding the bag taut anymore. I let it go. I let the chair kind of fall forward back on all four legs. Okay. Um, and uh, I watch to see what he's doing. I would see his hands now at least, maybe. Yeah, when you look down, you see his arms look like they're starting to fade into scales. <sighs> you see his neck underneath is that like white lined underbelly looking thing. So he's shaking his head back and forth as hard as he can right now. I'm reaching and, for uh, my taser. Trying to get the bag off his head best he can. He's beginning to look like a, a serpent. Look at his hands. What's, ha- what's happening? All right, both you guys give me a sanity roll. Ah, I want to tase oh. through the bag. Let tase is dumb. But first... Hell yeah. 13 out of 69. 42 out of 29. Just like Lenny. Here it comes. Oh, you only have 29. Okay. Uh, Detective Thompson, this is freaky and weird, but it's not the first time you've seen one of these things. I've been fighting their kind for years. It's not the first time you've seen one transform, either. It doesn't phase you as much as it did the first time, anyway. Uh, it wasn't to be unexpected, but it's still, you know, it's not easy to see. There we go. People don't do that. Uh, You're like, if you see it once, you've seen it a million times. Sandy lost 0-1-D-6. All right. So, Heather, uh, you see this thing transforming in front of you. Uh, you've been kind of plagued by snakes recently. <laughs> And just seeing this human-sized, scaly hand, uh, claws starting to draw out of it. You can see the hands are getting skinnier and longer. It just frightens the hell out of you. And you lose one sanity. Oh, that (laughs) is not that bad. Yeah. You were trying to get me. But you do have a bout of madness. During this bout of madness, Heather... You kick the uh, Ophidian in the chest, mm-hmm. and he falls Spartan, backwards. Spartan style, badass. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Scared the shit out of you, and you just react violently. He falls on the floor backwards, and uh, you hear a thump. Then you hear, Well, that will be the last mistake you make. That's very good. It sounded like Cobra Commander when he t- transformed into the... <laughs> That's what I was going for. Very good. <laughs> I kick him in the face, right? Well, if he's, he's down on shit, the ground, it's, it's real easy, right? It's all teed up. Yeah, you should speak that way to a human lady. Thank I don't you. Know how you speak to your Ophidian women. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Oh, was that rolling brawl? Uh, if you want to hit him, you can roll brawl with a bonus die. Oh, good, because it would have failed. Aha. So it went from a 62 to a 2. Hell yeah. Oh! All right. All hail Cthulhu. So, 
That would be max damage plus damage Stop. bonus. Yes. It's a 1d3 plus my 0 db. Um, so I'll oh, roll. One second. Three. Because he got. When you hit him last. Yeah, I knew that. I was hoping a kick wouldn't be enough without a damage bonus. Are you putting your whole strength into this kick? How about instead of max damage, we let the dice decide? Because I don't know, like, you know, if I am, like, That's up to you. If, I, if you know, maybe I, uh, I, I, I misjudged. 1d3 plus damage bonus. Yeah, you just got to kill him one at a time. It's a two. Two. Okay. I'm fine with that. Splitting difference. So you hit him for two hit points. I just wanted to roll another dice. <laughs> just trying to roll. I hear you. I used to love rolling. Now that I have... I mean, I still love rolling for the skills. But anything else, I'm like, mm, I don't need to. I don't have to do that. After you kick him, <laughs> yeah. he says very weakly, he says, I'll die before I talk. I'm going to teabag him so okay. bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that he's laying on the ground, it... With his jackets all ripped, is his chest exposed and stuff? I assume if there was still a blanket on him or whatever, it would have kind of fallen back. Yeah, it fell back. You can see his whole body is all scaly. He got lizard chest. All right, I kind of pushed the barrel of the shotgun, like, into his chest, still standing above him. I don't know, Mm -hmm. kind of get a feel for it and give it, like, a tap. Let's just see uh, what these creatures can withstand then. Ooh, give me psychology roll. You got any uh, torches? Uh... Does he have a human head still? You don't know under bag. that bag. What's in the bag? Poop. It's poop. Um, I failed. It's poop. Okay. <laughs> 64. My intimidate 64. is 55. I don't have a whole lot of luck. Isn't that what you asked for? I'm sorry. What was it? I was supposed to roll when I said, "Let's see what he can. Um, let's see what he can take." Or no, it was psychology. Psychology. So a 64 in psychology would also be a fail. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay, in that case, okay. Very quickly. You see... Uh, one more roll here. I'll see if he fails. In a flash, you see one of these skinny, long serpentine hands grab the barrel of your shotgun, pulls it away from him, and he pulls the bag off of his head with the other hand. Mm-hmm. His skinny serpentine hands were able to slip out of the hand. That's what I was afraid of. And I forgot when he fell backward that I could no longer see them. I didn't want to add any out-of-character knowledge, but there are at least two things. I was thinking that was yeah. one of them. I was thinking yeah, you should have tightened great. the cuffs. So he pulls the bag off over his head. And he's holding the barrel. And he's holding the Sounds barrel. Like an action. And that is a full... Do they get more than... <laughs> Sounds like two actions. If Sounds they get like more than one, then that's how they two. Yeah. Grab the barrel. Slip out of the the cuffs, maybe wait around. Bag off. Yeah, just gun. 
Does he take yeah. the bag right. off One with hand, his tail? Like surprise. Oh, does he have a tail, or is it stuck in his pant leg? They do have a long tail. Is it stuck in his pant leg, or did it rip through the, the seat of his pants? <laughs> what? <laughs> like the Hulk? <laughs> that, that's my tail! Stop looking at me! Yo, what's up with that gross pant leg you got going on? It's all stuffed. When you... Yeah, it looks like a stuffed pant leg, and if you look out the bottom, you can see the Ooh. end of a snake's tail hanging out by his left foot. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of dangling there. That's... Because uh... he's still wearing de pants could help us stare at it. That's how he was able to take me by surprise. It's <laughs> the grossest thing I've seen ever. <laughs> so that will be the start of something. I'm going to call that the start of combat, actually. I like that. Uh, Thompson, what is your dexterity? 75. Jesus Christ. Can I hand Thompson my gun? That is pretty fucking fast. Do you have a gun? I think I still got the taser in my other hand, and I'm holding the shotgun in my off hand. He now has that barrel in his hand as well, but I still got the taser. Oh, he didn't He didn't completely take it off you. Hands are full. Heather, what's your dexterity? Um, 45. Detective Luke Thompson. Yes? It is your turn in combat. What do you wish to do? I'm going to tase this motherfucker. I'm about to shock his ass. Um, so I just, if he, I just reached down toward upper chest, uh, snake clavicle area, whatever. Um, okay. Didn't you have a shotgun pointed at him? Well, I took out the taser when he started jiggling around. Um, so I figure I had that in my main hand. Shotgun was probably just kind of holding to the side and using it to poke at him with. Okay. Um, All right. But it wasn't exactly ready to fire because you didn't ha- you didn't have both hands on the shot yeah since i pulled out the taser i don't think it would have been ready to go necessarily all right, all right that works but he would have thought that he couldn't see it exactly all right let me give this bow a little little jolt that's a 17 mm-hmm. okay zap you do zap him He's all wet, too. I don't know. Constitution roll for him. That matters, but that might amplify things. Ooh, he crit. Um, so you zap him. Shock the hiss out of him. Yeah. Uh, how many How many hit points do you hit him for? I forget how... This way, 1d3 plus... Wait, wait, wait. Um, I'm sorry. He gets he gets a fight back. Um, he is prone. He is prone. That's not going to be... It's not going to work in his favor. It's not. Um, cool. I don't... I was just bullshitting. Hold on. No, just I don't saying know. So. like it. No, hold on. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You hit him with the taser on a 17? Was that an extreme? Yes. Uh, wait. For, it'd be brawl, right? No, it's not extreme. It's, it's under brawl. I'm sorry. It's, it's um, hard. It's just hard. It is a hard thing. My brawl is 45. Extreme would be 9. Okay. Uh, he also gets a hard pass, but it was your turn, so you... Shocking. ...do the damage. Um, also two. Also two. All right. Well, I already rolled his constitution for that, uh, and that was an extreme, so he gets zapped. <laughs> yeah. You zap him, and you see him, his whole body contort as you're zapping him on the floor there. But he doesn't get stunned. He doesn't uh, pass out. 
does, however, open his mouth. Oh, no. Close your eyes. Thompson, close your eyes. I said I yell as soon as he opens his mouth. I'm I'm afraid. (laughs) I heard they were masters of poison. Arsenic breath. I got my sweet glasses on, though. They're not transitions. They got the yellow. Yeah. The yellow tint. Yeah. Um, Before as seen on TV. (laughs) You're the king in yellow. All right, so you're right on top of him, right? Uh, yeah, I'd be standing over him, yeah. And then actually crouched down over him, holding the taser to his chest. So in arm's length, exactly. Okay. Arm's length. All right. So his attack. It goes in my mouth, doesn't it? Mm. Ew. <laughs> 35%. <laughs> close your... <laughs> Chuck, are you ever washing a glass at the bar and the water splashes into your mouth? Yeah. In my eyes and shit all the time. Yeah, I don't mind. It's gross. It's a little water. Right, so he fails his uh, his attack. He opens his mouth, uh, Detective Thompson, and he looks like he's going to try to bite you at your arm. Oh. Uh, but he just comes short of it. You hear that? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I just kind of hold his chest against the ground when he goes to lunge forward, and I just kind of push back uh. against it a little bit. Oh, wait. All right. You got to fight back. Oh, I Okay. All right. Yeah, I do fight back. And so I push him back to the ground so he misses, and I go for another zap. Just Even better, a three. That's extreme <gasps> as fuck. This thing, this thing is magic. How, what, yeah. what's in there? Your face when that happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he said, <gasps> oh my God. All right, so you zap him again. Yet again, this time you do see him go limp. Okay. Uh, uh, well, just it was only one damage, just in case. He might be dead. Uh, he might just be like napping for a minute. I I tell everyone. Yeah. Um, and everyone looks over at his uh, body that is uh, smoking right now. Can we smell it? Can we smell? Smell like chicken. Sneak. Ooh. Um, I re restrain him, just in case. Re restrain him, just in case he is alive, or if they have any regenerative. Who's a what's it's? You know. Um, right. P- p- plankton, whatever. <laughs> That's not. Uh, that doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know about Ophidians. How? But anyway, um, all right. Uh, kind of take a moment, catch my breath after I feel comfortable that he's not gonna try to bite me again immediately. Yeah. Uh, I did cover up that head, but I got a good look at it too. Mm-hmm. In case I see him again. It's like, no. <laughs> I know that snake face anywhere. Um, all right. So you have you have the body of a giant snake person laying on the floor of the basement of a museum. It's a very odd scene, obviously. It stays in snake person form. never believe what I've curated this time. It is still in its snake person form. Yo, we're dragon slayers. Luke doesn't say that. I'm saying, just, okay, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I look at Raquel and Heather. That, that thing is real. Oh, Raquel, I'm sorry, Raquel. I've seen some things, but like, just to sit there like that and stare at it. 
in the light. After seeing the whole face, when it pulled it off, you heard a scream off to the side, and that was Raquel. Um, She's out. She's been gone a while. (laughs) She loses, yeah. She loses two sanity points, and you actually look around. After that scream, she runs away. Okay. We did that well. That's how it is in the beginning. She'll get used to it. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Just shit happening Uh, every single second. They all run the first time. Uh, I look at, uh, yeah, I guess I just looked at Heather. Chop them up into little circles. (laughs) Little circles? Yeah, like if you chopped a snake up. Little snake segments. I'll get my cookie cutters. I only got like snowman and star shapes. Little dinosaur shapes. No, not really. I didn't really say that. Uh, Snake and nuggets. Little dinos. So what do we do with him? Um, well... He's part of the museum now. Yeah. First of video ever captured. Is he still alive since he didn't turn into just skins? Skins are human. Can I I tell if he's breathing? I I would assume you know better than me. They have to have phones around here. Let's, uh... Let me throw something over this. Let's have a look around. There's a phone in the basement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, is there any like, like big canvas tarps or like some heavy duty, you know, cloth type ish stuff or any oh, even yeah. empty wooden crates? There's some. There are some like wooden crates there. Uh, if you need any kind of tarp, uh, nah, there is. That's all right. Wooden crate works. I was just gonna like roll them up in it and tie it at the mm-hmm. end, so he didn't go anywhere. He would just be like a like a jail bag. Yeah. So what are you doing with the wooden crate? Well, now I can put him in a crate and. Possibly, oh, that bigger crate. Like hammer it shut. If he's dead, like st- stuff him in there. There's one there. There is. There's a large crate there. It's what the mummy came in, actually. Oh man, <laughs> is the mummy in the crate right now? Because I'm not. I am not starting another story. No. <laughs> I, I see the mummy. I ain't trying to fuck with no mummy. That's problematic. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like maybe dead ophidian into a mummy's crate. Yeah, man. Just mix that up into a hybrid mummy. Humans versus snakes versus mummies. Like the sarcophagus is still on the table. It's partially open. You can see the mummy. Is it? The top half of the mummy. But the, okay. the crate that it came in <laughs> is separate. Okay. I drag that crate over and toss him in it. Try to seal it All shut right. if I can. Alright. There is a pry bar and a hammer. There's a couple of nails sitting inside the crate as well. Oh, now I gotta reach past the body. And it's like always that scene where like they, whoever they're just doing it real slow, trying to get their nails and their fingers are almost touching it, but they think the thing's gonna come to life. And you're not sure <laughs> as the viewer because the music is such. Um, so I do that, like real slow. <laughs> I'm gonna put some uh, pottery on top of it. If it. I was just, I was gets. thinking, just rolling it over, like just enough nails to keep it shut. Roll it over on, onto oh, its lid yeah. so he can't bust that side back off. Okay. Uh, so you get him in there, nail it shut. I mean, I get no resistance. I'm gonna put pottery on top of it in case he slithers out and he knocks it over, and then we can hear it if we're not looking. That's a smart idea. Let's dump that water, the rest of that water, out of that pond too. I'm not sure if it's gonna ruin that, whatever that artifact is. Yeah, which one of these is the most expensive? (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, there was a scroll in that one. Whoops. (laughs) Whoopsie poopsie. Hey, what's all this wet sand in the bottom of this? <laughs> oh, no. Well. <laughs> There's a tiny little statue in here that looks like a man eating himself. So oh, no. 
What do you guys do from that if you have him crated up? Um, we go and we relax. We smoke break. You know, take a few. Okay. Uh, use the phone. Fine, Raquel. Heather. We're the new curators. Okay, Heather, you want to, I don't know, contact Walter, I guess, fill him in. I'm going to go for Raquel. Okay. Um, I leave the shotgun leaned up against the wall near the phone, and I take out my flashlight and my service piece, and I go walking through the building, like, you know how they do. It looks super cool. Mm-hmm, real stealthy. The flashlight, mm-hmm. the flashlight, hold it backwards, and then the gun, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I go looking for her. That thing. All right, so it doesn't take you long to find her. You shine a flashlight towards the wall, follow it down a little bit where you hear crying, and you see Raquel there. She has her arms around her knees, crouched down, and she's just kind of rocking back and forth. Is she facing me or the wall? Damn. She's facing you. Okay, good, because if she's facing the wall... Facing away from the wall. And if I heard crying and her rocking back and forth, that all adds up to horror movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I can see her face. She's not a Japanese ghost or anything all of a sudden. Uh, when you shine the light on her, she looks up and goes, goes, ah, ah. you know, I, I, I knew that they were there. I knew that they were there, but when you see them, when you see something like that, it's completely different. I extend my hand to help her up. I say, well, we're going to stop it. She gingerly takes your hand and uh, you pull her, pull, pull her up. Uh, she stands up and goes, ah. Dusts herself off and uh, regains her composure and says, uh, well, uh, thank you very much, Detective. What happened with the... Uh, I have... Um, Heather's calling Walter to fill him in. Let's, uh, let's walk back. He's... In- is he okay? Is, is he dead? What, what happened? I'm, I'm sorry, I ran away. He's at a crate. Uh, I think it's dead, but... You know, those things. I, I can't be sure. Even Heather seems to believe that Yuki somehow survived. Survived? Well, took a new face, possibly. I thought the snake was heard that you had. That's what I thought. Uh, hmm. I haven't checked in a while. Is it still in my trunk? Did I give it to somebody? I think the skin is. And the snake. I thought I'd try to dump him on the, uh, the science guy. It's a good thing it's cold. You did. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. thank goodness. You did. That's right. I could use an extra skin this time of year, though. <laughs> yeah, but you need the trunk space. It doesn't really... F- it, yeah, that's true. Yuki didn't have it where it counts. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, you <laughs> met in the car. <laughs> uh, sorry, I couldn't right. help it. So I walk her back to Heather, uh, whom I assume is filling in the deets. Yeah. With the mousy antiquarian. Yep. Yeah, uh, Walter, you've been called on the phone again. This time you're not you're not as you know in a solid of a sleep. Yeah. I believe it. Nobody's gonna let Walter sleep ever again. No, not right before a major yeah. surgery. No, Probably started picking mm-mm. up the books again after that uh, last one. <laughs> You know what they say, like, right before surgery, don't eat, don't sleep at all. Let your body be as distressed as possible. Yeah, you want, you want, you want some stress. The last thing you want is a good night's sleep. <laughs> okay, it's about one in the morning right now, speaking of sleep. Oh, hit point. I forgot about that. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Past midnight, hit point. Cha-ching. 
I'm above right, half so again. So I'm gonna fill Walter in on everything. And do you think is there anyone on your team who we trust? I mean, Just I don't know Raquel what to at this point. do. I mean, this Thompson's new to all this. Did you ask him where the rest of the Ophidians are? Uh, he wouldn't tell us anything. I, we tried to waterboard him. We did everything. Whoa. Thompson might have tased like, him to death. Cooked him. Oh my god. This is more serious than I thought. He's in a crate. We didn't really have any choices. He wasn't giving us any answers. He was just resilient. Theoretically, that's two of seven down? Yeah. That, that sounds kind of good. Uh, I mean, it could be worse. I mean, we don't know that the other one's dead. We know he's shot in the head. And then there's the one who seems like he's a good guy, Rogfam, but I don't know. Hmm. Shit. Well, uh, I guess that's maybe four more chances to find out where they're at. <laughs> He's a little unsure, but trying to look at the, the optimistic side of everything that's gone down. Are you finding anything yeah. out in your books that, like, would help us? Is there anything new that you're finding out? I don't, I don't... Well, you've, you've learned a lot about their culture there, Walter, going through these new books. Um, you've been learning about, well, their day-to-day -day life activities. They had set times during the day when they would pray to Yig. But as you're going through this... I think we should tell Raquel rightly lied to us again and that he knows about the 15th book. Oh, yeah. That he knew about it all along. Yeah, what should we do? Engage her reaction yeah. to that. Okay. And then what do we do with the snake? What do we do with the snake? Make armor out of it, like cool leather armor. Oh, that would be cool. It's it's in a museum. I mean, like, is that not the best place for... A corpse that's not going to last very long. <laughs> and, like, how do I say, like, just leave it? Like, they'll find it and, and like, hey, we can use a, it's this. It's not a human corpse, though. I mean, like, if anybody found an Ophidian right. corpse, what would they do? They'd be like, oh, my God, is this some kind of exhibit? Is this thing real? You know? And if you found it in the museum like that, that had all kinds of weird curated things next to a mummy of all things. Shouldn't we kill know. kill it first though? Before we like, even if we- Like chop it up in tiny pieces? Like no. even if we are gonna like bury it or something and hide it, like shouldn't we make sure it's dead? I don't have one of those movie scenarios where they're like, yep, it's definitely dead. Don't do anything extra. Like when they think they- It's in a box. That's exactly what, what would happen on a movie where they're like, oh, it's fine. I think it's dead. And we put it in this box with three nails. What could possibly And then I rolled wrong? it over onto its lid, so... Oh, then... well... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows a super-powered snake man could never just, like, I don't know, flip it. You think he's just going to bust out? <laughs> I do. It's exactly that's what wild. I think is going to happen. Oh, that's crazy. That's... <laughs> I think they're a lot like us. He's stuck in a box. He can't get out. What if snakes were one of us? Just a child of Yigaba. <laughs> so it speaks of their their prayers that they do at certain times of the day. And it goes on to talk about their reverence for Yig. And then it talks about what seems to be the equivalent of if Yig is their god, then this is the equivalent of the devil. Oh, shit. And that is Sasogua. My Sathogwa. 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 They're always so hard to pronounce. 
so it talks about him and uh, that there are a small subset of serpent people that are kind of considered to be like traitors who worship this Sathogwa. Any correlation with dimensional shamblers in any of this business that I've read? No, nothing about that. Does it seem like the people that worship Sathogwa would be more likely to try and destroy the earth? You know what I mean? Like, is, are the, the regular snake people who worship Yig, are they more peaceful? It uh, doesn't mention anything about that. Like, are we killing the devil worshiper snakes? You don't know. Oh, no, no. Well, so yeah, I mean, he kind of fills you in on all, all that. Uh, he says, um, but is, uh, is Raquel there? I think uh, I might like to talk to her if that's possible. Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm going to go see if she's in okay shape. And then I go get her. All right. We would have walked back into the basement at this point. Okay. Raquel, Walter wants to talk to you? Uh, she goes, oh, um, yeah, sure. And she grabs the phone from me and her hand's shaking. And she goes, uh, hello? Hey, Raquel. Uh, how, how are you? How uh, was it seeing one of them? She goes, it was, it was terrible, Walter. I can't put it into words. Damn. What's going on? I just wanted to fill you in on something. Uh, maybe two things, but um, I just gotta reiterate that you're the only one in the Magus 5 that I trust and feel that I can rely on. So I figured I'd come to you with this first. I tracked down the brother of Raymond uh, Silas, his name is, and I asked him a little bit more about the books and the 15th one in particular. He alluded to Brightly already knowing about the 15th book and kind of correcting himself when he tried to acquire them. I think uh, Brightly has been playing us this whole time, but even more so. I mean, I, I already thought he was lying to us, but I think he's still lying to us even after kind of coming clean with all the other things. So just right. kind of be aware of that. And secondly... Walter. Oh. Give me an education roll. It's going to need to be a hard pass. <clears throat> no good. 82. 82? Okay. Never mind. Um, but what were you going on with? Uh, I guess then he just kind of has like a, a train of thoughts and maybe just keeps going without really pondering too much. Okay. Um, he says, you know, I thought of maybe a possible solution uh, to the problem with the uh, curated piece for the museum there. You know, uh, maybe um, Willis could be or would be interested in the remains. I mean, he seemed to be interested in uh, that which remained of Yuki. Maybe uh, he has some ideas of what could be done or maybe there's some benefits to studying their physiology. She says to you, ah, there definitely could be. Now, I know that they're supposedly masters of poison. They have a very venomous bite, too, don't they? You do recall reading that. Yeah, I definitely read uh, a bit about their arsenic-like venom, maybe. Mm -hmm. She says, there's a possibility that, if nothing else, we could create an anti-venom from this one. Yeah, exactly. Oh. What a great idea. He seems very excited about that. I mean, I don't think it would help us against much except their bite, but at least that's one thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a start. 
And who knows? I mean, there may be other things that we find along the way. She goes, I guess you're going to have to take him to Willis. I guess uh, one other thing, maybe a third part. Um, have you ever heard of the Sethugwa, if I'm pronouncing that right? He kind of says it phonetically out slowly. She looks at you quizzically. On the phone? Oh, no. No, no not on the phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> so she can't do that. She looked at one of us quizzically while talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, what? Yeah, what's, what's yeah. He he's talking about? And she's like, are you hearing oh, this guy? <laughs> um, no, uh, so she over the phone, you just hear her go, um, no, no, never heard of it. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't know if it's, uh, or how it's relevant just yet, but something that I came up with in one of the other books, uh, apparently it's a deity that kind of opposes Yig, and uh, there could be Ophidians that also worship this deity. There could be some angle to work there. I don't know if uh, this unknown Ophidian, maybe he knows something about that, but I don't know. Grasping at straws here, but just wanted to fill everybody in on what I've found in the books. She goes, thanks, Walter. And as for that son of a bitch brightly, I'm going to have some words with him. Oh, my. And we're going to end the episode there. (laughs) Heating up. (laughs) Guys, it's episode 60. That means it is luck roll time. Luck roll. Yeah. I remembered. <laughs> you did. I didn't. Good job. Okay. Darn. I went lower than what I have in luck, Five. right? You want higher. You want to fail, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You want to fail your you luck. You want to fail. Yeah, you want to fail your luck so you can get more. Oh, goody. Which is easy. 34. Easy. Out of 22. Yeah, it's nice when your luck's low. Easy peasy. Yeah, nine luck points. I'll take all nine of them to the luck bank. I got it at a one. I got five. Oh. I got one. I got it a one. I got it a one. I got it wrong. It's my nine times tables. I went from 45 to 54. Man, how about some of them revelations? Guys, I want to thank all of our listeners as usual, but a special thanks to our Patreon supporters, of course. Thanks, everybody. And one of them <laughs> sent me uh, a little note in the mail here. Uh, I also received, uh, along with it, a little Cthulhu miniature, which is great. <laughs> the note says, George, just a little something to say thanks for all the entertainment. Getting to play with you for my first game of Cthulhu was an honor. The podcast is spectacular. So well done. The perfect blend of humor and suspense. You all seem to have great chemistry, and the players really make me look forward to each new episode. I hope to make something for each of them as well, but for now you should lord this gift over them. I hope to have a chance to play a game with you again. Thanks to you and the crew for getting me hooked on Cthulhu. Happy holidays, Mike. Thanks, Mike. 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 Um, Now make us gifts. He's uh-huh. lording it over us every day. Send us a picture Just listen. every day. We are but humble servants. I have been. <laughs> all right. So thanks, Mike Earl. Thanks to the rest of our Patreon supporters as well. And everyone, remember, until next time, sanity is overrated. Danke, everybody. Okay. I'm very humbled.
Does it look like I'm jerking off? No, you're just it's, just the weird little humming. Yeah, it sounds like when a dog is cleaning themselves, like when you're trying to sleep and you just hear that weird noise. <laughs> just like less wet. I like it when they bite when they bite themselves. That yeah, it kind of sounds like that when they're like. <laughs> 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 it's always their butt too. It's always like right near their tail, and I feel like they can't reach the spot that they really want to bite at, and I feel really yeah. bad. So that's like. Well, no hands. If I see a dog doing that, I'm gonna scratch their butt. I want to help. Hold on, I gotta pee real quick. Okay. Make. I want a cigarette. He makes all that noise, and then but, he's like, I'll be right back, I gotta pee. He was jerking off. Fuck. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have a smoke then if, if he just came. <laughs> hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at with any comments, and you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulhujohn.com. 